With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mick Guerin joins us live from Addington. I'm here with Tim O'Connor. Mick, mate, tell us how good is the day there so far? Been bloody hot, boys. Really, really warm. Not bit crowded. The track's obviously very fast. Um, big gaps in the races, like big, big gaps from first to last because it's proper hot and they're running proper hard. So really hard for horses to make ground. So yep, no place for the faint-hearted here. Any mental or fitness weaknesses will be fully exposed today, I would say, gentlemen. Any late news on the big race, the New Zealand Trotting Cup around no, Swayze Akuta? Everybody seems happy. Everybody seems happy. The horses all have arrived well. They're all here. Drivers are happy. Uh, as I said, a few warning shots fired because it, it's very obvious today that there's going to be 150 metres between first and last in the Cup. And I think that's going to be even more so playing into people saying, right, I don't want to get into a war with Swayze or a Cooter or whoever and just getting out of the way. It's just that type of day. It's really punishingly warm, a lot warmer than a lot of these horses are used to. Um, so, look, I think there's been a couple of rodeo races so far, which standing start races in the South Island. You can you can have a couple of those. Masterly gallops, confessional gallops. Uh, obviously, baseball is just a total debacle. With horses all knocking each other over, but everybody's safe, so that's the main thing. But, yeah, the good horses are now starting to come out. So we've got the, uh, the novelty stuff out of the way, and we're into the serious stuff now, which is, you know, just being highlighted by the fact that don't stop dreaming. A horse who... One day, might win a Hunter Cup type horse. Um, just won that race there and beat C. Gerard, who I would suggest is going to be a very useful horse for Jason Grimson to take back to New South Wales. So I'll just get out of the saving here, you guys, because I think that Cup Day is, it is always way, way too loud. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Mick, uh, just reading a story you sent across to us today at the trots.com.au, and it basically, in summary, um, you said there's one word that uh, Akuda has going for him in today's New Zealand Cup, and it's everything. Do you just want to um, elaborate on that? You're you're in the Akuta camp, and I'm with you. Um, look, I, I'm not I'm not particularly. I, I don't want to back him at those odds. I, I just think he's more likely out of the two major winning chances in the race to end up in front of Swayze at the start. I just think he's had eight standing starts. He's won five of them, so he knows what he's doing. Whereas Swayze, we have absolutely no idea. People can tell you he does, but it's just guesswork whether he'll step away or not. One thing I'll say about Swayze is he's standing behind two Dalgetty cults, the Republican Party Barrier 2 and Kruger Barrier 3, and they hate each other. The two horses hate each other, and they have to be geared up at opposite ends of the bar. So them standing next to each other today is less than ideal for Swayze. Now, trying to predict what's going to happen in the matrix of a standing start race is largely false gold. But if you did have a percentage chance at all the things you would look into, you would say Kuda's a more chance. Then you say, well, is Akuta good enough to win? Well, he's got the best New Zealand Cup trainer, the best driver of the recent era, because Ricky May's got seven, but Mark Burton's got six. Yeah. He's got the best New Zealand Cup stallion betters delight. He's got the best New Zealand Cup broodmere sire and Christian Cullen. And he's got the best New Zealand Cup lead-up form because he won at Ashburton and Kaikoura. So 
every possible metric you can tick for a horse. He's got the best standing start winning percentage of the race. There's nothing you can see. And the two races which have always been the pathway to greatness, the absolute pathway to winning the New Zealand Cup, are the Auckland Cup and the New Zealand Derby. And he won those as well. I went through them and wrote down everything that matters to me about a New Zealand Cup winner, all the things that could possibly impact me. And I don't use the word everything lightly because I take my writing on big races very seriously. Every single one of those things he had, whether that means he's good enough to beat Swayze, I suppose you're taking short odds to find out. That may well be decided after 400 years, guys. Now, Mick, on Thursday, no, Friday, you told us about Elizabeth Hill. It's currently in race 10, number seven. It's currently $3.20. You're still keen, Elizabeth Hill? Look, I am. Um, it, it's it's $3.20 for a reason. It's not just going to trot to the front and win by four. It's, it's a three-year-old filly who's only had two starts. But they have given it five trials, which is very rare for a, a young trotter to have five trials in between runs because um, you know, it's a lot. But it's trotted away every time. So, look, I think it'll get it right. Um, I'm not a massive fan of standing start races with horses who don't have a lot of standing start form because there's a lot of races in a week and punish them back what they want. But, yes, I think if it trots away and does everything right, it'll probably win. But that race comes with an asterisk, as do all standing start 2,600-metre races today because the 2,600's at the top of the main straight. So when those horses go to leave, there is 10,000 people in front of them and a whole of the marquees. If they're ever going to lose their stuff, it'll be there, as we saw with Masterly in race one, and confessional galloping and gawking around in race three. Mick, um, I love a winning streak, and I've often said that um, a winning streak just does wonderful things for any sport, well, particularly racing, but everyone loves a horse that's um, built a big record, Black Caviar, Winks, and the like. Millwood Nike, in around 50 minutes, it'll be just a couple of minutes after we log off here on SEN Track, goes around uh, as a horse, or a three-year-old filly, with 14 career starts for 14 career wins. For those that don't know much about her here in Australia, could you just set up you know, set up this race for us and do you think she'll win and, you know, how good a horse is she? This is an amazing start to a career. Yeah, she's a very good filly. She, she's not the best filly I've seen because, you know, we had Adore Me over here and Adore Me was obviously an absolutely unbelievable filly. But she's very good. Um, she's had an interrupted preparation here. She's had a missed race. She had um, two trials against good horses. She beat Don't Stop Dreaming in one of those trials two weeks ago. The horse who just won the free-for-all. So she's a proper horse. Yeah, she, I've got no doubt she's the best three-year-old filly in Australasia, and I don't say that lightly because I have enormous respect for Emma's horse and for Belinda McCarthy's horse, but she's better than them. The question is whether she can give these horses 14 length start. But by the time they settle down here, maybe Mark will get aggressive early. Yeah, if she settles down a long way from them, the way they're running today, they'll go 155 a mile away, so it'll be a really big test for her. I don't want to back her at $1.70. I hope she wins because she'd be in the top three fillies I've ever seen. Not me, as top three fillies I've seen in this part of the world, of course. The American three-year-old fillies are a different gravy altogether. But, yeah, she, she's very, very good. But today is a real worry if you're taking $1.70. Uh, Mick, the next race for us is very difficult. Tim knows a lot about Wags, but we don't know much about Wag Star. It's a dollar forty-five. Does it just win, or does James off the text machine who says here's Herbie's the horse the back? Look, here's Herbie's a nice place, Charles. Um, it, it, I don't think he's 
He's got the wherewithal game of Wagstar. The three-year-old crop here, because, of course, the three-year-olds don't turn four till January 1 there. The three-year-old crop here is just cutting a slate. You mm-hmm. just saw Don't Stop Dreaming win. You saw early in the day Charlie Brown win. A Wagstar beat Charlie Brown last out in Jollymont, who was enormous in the Charlie Brown race. The three-year-olds are effectively four-year-olds. These horses were three-year-olds in this race today, and I'll pick them to run first, second, third, and fourth. They're the same age Lazarus was when he won the New Zealand Cup. Now, they're proper horses, and they're open-class horses, but they get into race of three-year-olds, and their ratings are lower. If you want to have a bet in this race, you can't back Wagstar because $1.45 sponsors. It's actually a good chance in this race. Good bet. Sooner the better. I'm about to have a bet in it for a place. They're racing so hard here today. It's absolutely not for the faint-hearted that place, top four, something like that. You know, if you're getting $2.30, $2.40, top four, because you can bet top four in New Zealand, or even $3 a place, I think you're getting... Um, he's a bloody good bet. 2.70 the place it is here. That'll do us, Mick. Race 6, number 12. The next, it's about 14 minutes away. Thanks for taking time out from your busy day, Mick. And it's always great to catch up. Enjoy the rest of the day. It's always a pleasure. I hope everybody enjoys the fun.